Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this day, Lord, for sending your Spirit upon your people. Lord, that through your Spirit we would be able to see examples of how to follow as your Son has called us to do. Lord, we would ask this morning that you would break your word small, fit for our consumption. In your name we pray this. Amen. Over the course of the last few weeks, as we've come through the season of Lent and as we have come through Easter, and now this seems like it's almost, almost the culmination. For the Son of God who has wrapped Himself in flesh and left His throne in heaven now returns to the place where He belongs. And this is the part in all the Hollywood movies where everything goes back to being set in the right order and the world is right again. And yet, in our Gospel lesson, Jesus gives a very different impression to His disciples. He gives them the, but wait, there's more. Don't leave Jerusalem Not yet. See, the story of God continues. Even in the absence of those that we love in faith. And in this case, Jesus had given them the promise that He would send The Spirit, the power from high, down upon them. In our Old Testament lesson for today from 2 Kings, if you've got your bulletin there or your Bible or whatever you may take notes on and you turn to 2 Kings chapter 2, In the fifth verse, we pick up at the end of the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. Now, these guys had one of the worst jobs in the history of Israel. They had a knack for ticking off Every single king that they encountered in some shape or form. They were like the least popular guys in Israel. And yet, there's something different about them that people recognize them as men of God. The greatest end game in leadership and discipleship and even ministry as a whole is to put ourselves out of a job 
It's our task to raise up folks, to mentor them, to encourage them, to be able to step into our shoes and take that mantle of leadership. And leadership comes in many different forms and fashions. But as Jesus ascends into heaven in our gospel text, he gives that same charge to his disciples and says, you've seen me do it, now it's your turn. And in the same way, Elijah has raised up Elisha to fulfill the role of prophet in his place. Now, interestingly, when God calls Elisha to ministry, Elijah's kind of wandering through the countryside, and he comes up and God says, you're going to tell this guy that he's going to take your place. And Elisha is out tending his family's oxen, And Elisha says, come on, now you're going to be me. You're going to do what I do. You're going to walk in my shoes, and I'm going to show you what that looks like. And Elisha pauses and says, well, let me at least go back and kiss my father and mother goodbye. And Elijah responds and says, did you not hear me? You've got the most important job on the planet You don't get to go back and do things your way. It's now all about the way that God gives. Our call is to give away the ministry that we have been given. As they're walking along, They're approached by these prophets in Jericho, these other men of God, and they say, do you know that today's the day that your master will be taken up from you? He says, yeah, I know. Be quiet. Let it be. And even Elijah himself had said, you know what? Today I'm going to go off on my own and you just stay here. And Elijah says, no, 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 I am not going to miss this. If today is your last day on earth, I'm going to spend it with you. You see, if we knew when the ones that we loved were going to die and we could prepare ourselves for that time, we could check that box and say, you know what, I'm setting everything aside on my schedule, my day's open wide and it's all yours, you want to ride the fastest roller coasters, we're going to do it, you want to eat the hottest wings, we're going to do it. You want to just sit in your hammock and read a book, we're going to do it. But we're going to do it together. You see, we have a way in our world where we give so much attention to the first impressions that we make. 
that by the time we actually begin to think of the impressions that we are left with, it's already too late. But Scripture has this way of turning everything upside down and saying, instead of beginning with the start, we're going to begin with the end. So that all of that time, all of those opportunities, all of those things that we think we miss out on, all of those things that Elisha encounters and says, man, I really wish my teacher, my friend, as he cries out, my father in faith was still here so that I could ask him. God says, we're going to start with the end of the story so you understand the beginning. To be able to know that God has a plan. Do you not know that today the Lord will take away from your master over you? I know. Keep quiet. So as they continue on, the conversation turned towards legacy. Elijah says to Elisha, what can I give you? Right? We just went through this with my grandfather when he passed as my uncles and my mom and my dad went through his apartment and they were calling all of the grandkids and they were saying, what do you guys want to hold on to so that you can keep your memories of grandma and grandpa? What is that thing that, that really just sticks out to you, that legacy? And for some of us, it was, well, there was this pocket knife or there was this compass or whatever it might be. Everybody has something different. And yet, at the same time, the legacy that Elisha requests isn't give me your cloak, give me your staff, give me your sandals. Instead, he says, grant me a double portion of your spirit. If I am going to do what you do, Lord God, grant me help. Because I'm going to have to be twice the man that I am now. Our call is to give away what we have been given. And Elijah responds and says, If you see me taken away from you, then it will be as you have asked. It's a hard thing. But right as the Apostle Paul writes, all things are possible with God. If you see me taken away, then it will be as you have asked. 
And the scripture doesn't tell us how much further they walked, if it was hours or miles or minutes. It just says, as they went on their way, suddenly horses and chariots of fire come down and separate between them and sweep Elijah up in a whirlwind and carry him into heaven. What a sight to behold. And it says that Elijah then tears his own cloak off in mourning and picks up that of Elijah. He takes the mantle of leadership as a prophet, a man of God, upon himself. He takes that living legacy Places upon his own shoulders. He doesn't stop. He doesn't decide he's just going to camp there and he's never going to leave that place where his master, his friend, his father, and faith left him. Instead, he continues on in ministry. Our youth and our young adults are not the future of the church, they are the present. And for all the times that we like to retain leadership and we like to be able to retain authority and we have to be able to say, you don't know yet. Instead, God says, give it all away. I'm going to grab this guy out of the field from tending oxen I'm going to let him spend some time with Elijah and then I'm going to let him watch him ascend into heaven and then I'm going to let him do what he has seen. So that when we're tired, when the week has been rough, whether we are excited about what is coming next or terrified, We know that the ministry that God gives and the work that he has us do is not our own, but his. So that God always gets the glory, now and forevermore. Amen.